Want to learn the three most powerful ways to get your course or coaching program into the hands of your most ideal customers? That's what I'm talking about in today's episode. You're going to learn about three different approaches to launching. The best thing here is you don't have to choose. You can mix and match and do all three if you want. That's right. All of those people telling you that there's only one way to launch, to sell, you don't have to choose anymore. So let's get into today's episode. My name is Anne Samoylov, and I've been supporting and strategizing online course launches for clients, myself, and students for over a decade. And I want to help you get your big idea out to the world too. Whether you're a coach, an artist, a consultant, or you just have a course you want to get in front of more of the right people. Well, I welcome you, friend, to the Fearless Launching Show. Let's get into today's episode. We are back and diving into part two of the six-week launch plan. Last week, I gave you an overview of the entire process that I've used for the past decade with clients and students, clients like Marie Forleo, Laura Roeder, Denise Duffield-Thomas, Jonathan Fields, just to name a few. I don't talk about these clients specifically too often or sessions I've had with them or ways that I've worked with them. But I wanted to do that today so that you know that I really have seen it all. Courses, coaching programs, SaaS, software launches, masterminds, digital products, and all kinds of launches. So let's dive into the three ways to launch and sell your products. This is especially for you today. If you create learning or coaching experiences, maybe you sell a course, a digital product, a longer coaching program, a mastermind, little short masterminds, little coaching groups, whatever it is. If you want to market and sell these online, today's episode is hopefully going to help you and hopefully going to help those of you who haven't done so yet and are just like, I really just want to get this work out to the bigger world and beyond just my referral network. So let's start off with the first and most obvious and visible way that you may have seen launches, and it's live launches. Live course launches, live program launches of any type. There's special promotions, flash sales, holiday bundles, birthday sales, and all of the things that you choose to do live fit under this category. Now, your offer itself might not be live, but I'll talk about that in a second. But this is specific to what happens to promote and sell your offer. Now, this type of launch is marked by you setting a date and launching your product live, whether it's that live course or program or it's self-paced and you're promoting it on a set schedule. There's an open date. There's a close date for this offer. Now, live launches do take a bit more work and like I said, our time based. Sometimes they're scarcity based. If you have a certain tipping point with your coaching program, maybe you only want to have 10 or 20 people in it, or maybe you have a set number of people you want in your membership so you can test things out before you really open things up. Perhaps you only can take on a certain number of clients. That is going to be up to you. But this is when those types of things really do come into play because people can see it's live. It's happening right in front of them. The deadline might be based on a real deadline of the start date of a program, 
or perhaps when the doors of a product open or the content becomes available, like a membership site opens and then the content becomes available on a specific date. Live launches can be amazing when you do want to include a live component in your offer as well. That gives people another reason, a deadline, time-based reason to join now. Whereas a lot of the other types of programs that are, we'll get to the funnel in a second, they're based on that person's own specific interests and their own specific schedule. But when you see a larger live schedule with an interactive experience that other people are going through, there's something bigger and that can really help someone make a decision whether they want to be part of that live experience or not. One thing to note is that these live launches, they can work for pretty much everything. Courses, coaching programs, digital products, maybe even a new service and you have a certain number of spots available. And lots of people say they don't like them because they are live. But all of these sales systems that I'm going to share today, they require setup, testing, tweaks, reading the data, seeing what's happening, fixing things. They all require the same skill set. So don't be afraid to dive into live launches just because you're going to be a little bit more visible because that visibility can actually be amazing for your business. Now, live launches do have a history of being these bigger events that maybe look unattainable to you as a one-person shop. But I like to think of them as celebrations. So I like to launch everything, even your freebies you can launch. The more you can do in advance, the better, because then you'll be more flexible if you need to make changes during your launch. And no matter what people say, you can launch alone. You just need to be really clear and have clear expectations about what you can create, what you can prepare. And during a live launch, it is great to have another set of eyes that's watching things. So while you might be able to set everything up and get everything going, hitting your own dates might become frustrating if you forget that you don't know how to do one or two things in the list of all the launch tasks. So just know that. But it is possible. You don't need a giant team. You don't need to be Amy Porterfield, Marie Forleo, or anybody who you think of that has these big launches. You don't have to be someone like that who has a, a built-in team, who's had a team of people they work with for years. They're likely on shorthand a little bit at this point. You can do it with a very skeleton group of people, even if it's just a friend helping you out, honestly. The great thing about live launches, you can really do them anytime you want. Even if something is normally an automated launch, they are a chance to get more visibility for your offer and your current or past customers to share too. So really, don't worry about if you've already got a funnel going and you're like, gosh, you know, doing a live launch could be fun. It, it actually can be fun. It can bring you more visibility. It can help you grow your launch list. It can help you get a boost in revenue. So don't shy away from a live launch just because it feels like it's just for people who are super experienced and have large teams and a large budget. Okay? So some of the tools you'll likely use for these types of launches. You're going to need an email service provider. I, by the way, I'm going to be sharing all these and I understand the need to like write things down, but just know that I have created a little cheat sheet for you so you can just go through and 
check any of the tools that I mention out. You don't have to, I mean, you can write them down, but it, it may be helpful to grab that. And I'll give, I'll put that link down below if you want that list of tools. So an email service provider, Flowdesk, ActiveCampaign, ConvertKit are all platforms that I love for, and I think are great for different reasons. Definitely check those out if you don't have one of those already, because you'll see why in a moment when we get to the next type of launch. You'll probably want some sort of content recording slash editor if you're creating a course or any sort of recorded content for your launch or your course itself. And I use Descript. That is what I'm currently recording this podcast on. That's where I edit the podcast. That's where I export the podcast. I also use it for reels. I often use it for just re-editing videos from courses. If there's things that I feel like I want to take out or if I want to add slides to something, I might bring it into Descript. You may want something to create your slides and your graphics on. I use Canva. Canva's great. You'll need a checkout slash course portal maybe, or they can be separate, but I currently use Thrivecart just because it's all in one and it's one fee and you're not paying a subscription every month. Kajabi's great. Teachable's great. Thinkific's great. But I don't love being at the mercy of a subscription all the time. I've got enough subscriptions. If you're doing any sort of live calls or live webinars or live coaching sessions during your launch or leading up to your launch, Zoom is a great one because you can get it to integrate with Facebook and all uh, lots of different things. I think even YouTube, if you're going to do some live stuff. Landing pages you're going to want to make. So depending, uh, obviously, I don't know what you're using for your website, but likely you can make a landing page on whatever you're using. You can use ConvertKit, which is your email service provider, maybe, and you can make landing pages there. If you have a product like Lead Pages, which I use for many years as a page builder, and that is great as well, because regardless if you're on WordPress, Squarespace, whatever, show it, etc., Lead Pages was great for me because I was able to have outside people just log into Lead Pages and not my whole website. And it kept those pages performing and the speed of those pages, they always worked really well. So Lead Pages is another one. And now I am creating a lot of my landing pages in Elementor, which is a page builder, but I have the Elementor theme, an Elementor theme. So I'm creating my pages now on my site. So there are so many options, but try to find something that's easy for you to use. And it might actually be in something that you've already got. So don't go out there buying stuff. Go look around at your web platform, your website platform. Go look at what email service provider you use. See if they have the ability to make landing pages. And you're also going to need a project management and possibly just content, general content creation type of site. Google Workspace has been doing it for years for me. But I also use Notion now for lots of things just for different reasons. And for project management, Asana all the way. I do have some Trello templates that I've created over the years, but I tend to not use Trello myself. I do have a lot of people I know and work with who use Trello. So that's why I haven't gotten completely rid of that. But Asana is the main thing that I use for 
uh, project management. I'm going to interrupt myself today just for a moment here to let you know that I have a free live workshop that's coming up where I'm going to go into detail on the three launch systems that I'm actually sharing today. I knew that I could only do so much in this episode, so I've created a whole workshop for you so that you can keep going back to it and decide, okay, what do I need to do next? You'll be able to choose which one you're going to start with and then figure out how you want to work the other ones into your whole lineup of ways that you launch and sell your products. There's really nothing to do today, but if you know you want more information on it, you don't want to forget, I would just say click the link in the show notes below, which will trigger an email to send to us and just say, put me on the list for that free workshop. I don't want to forget about this. So keep listening to the episode, keep listening to the other parts of the other systems that I'm going to be sharing here. And I cannot wait to share more in this upcoming workshop. Next, let's dive into funnels. One thing about funnels that many people, is that many people prefer them. People prefer funnels. People want the automated evergreen sell right away funnel. And I really feel like this is after years of having marketers, so many business owners, so many business people still selling it too, saying that live launches don't work, do this instead. And it, it is an appealing sell. It is an appealing sell, something that's automated, something that's evergreen, something where you don't have to show up and do a live webinar and, oh my gosh, people are there. But we'll get into some of my thoughts on funnels, but they are powerful. That's the bottom line. They are very powerful because especially if you have limited time to work on things, you don't have a lot of time to yourself to do a webinar, to gear up to that. Your kids are screaming in the background, whatever the case is. So this can be a really great option to get things started. Your course is available for purchase pretty much all the time, but likely people need to go through some sort of automated interactive event, like a webinar or challenges. I've seen short little videos, not like a full webinar sequence, but there definitely is a clear path from your freebie all the way to that offer, which you might make in a webinar or a challenge or a email sequence. A funnel requires a solid, clear, simple system. The more pieces you have in a funnel, the more software you're using, the more plugins, add-ins, add-ons, the easier it is for things to go off the rails. But the main thing about this is that you have to have everything done before it's deployed. You might finish everything, get everything going, and then maybe you actually announce it like a live launch that you're that this is now available. Like you introduce your webinar, you introduce a free workshop or a free workshop series or something that you've created that brings people through some content and then makes an offer. The important thing in a funnel, I think, this helps me buy, and I don't know about you, but it's really to create a sense of the deadline and that page is going away. And if you've ever gone to a webinar that maybe expired and it just like automatically redirects you and you just can't get it to stick on that page, I'm like that freak who's like, I can make it, I can get it to, I can get it to stop. I'm going to 
reload the page halfway and then hit press stop. But they've there's actually one tool, Deadline Funnel, that really has their ish down now. And it's very hard to catch that page if it redirects without some without some finessing. <laughs> People need a sense of that deadline and that it's something that's you're not trying to mislead anyone that it's a live experience, but people need to know that you're making this offer to them within a specific time frame. It doesn't even have to be a long time frame, five or six days for the full funnel to play out from the moment that they sign up for that webinar, that video series, that challenge through the actual, and it starts the moment you start, you make the offer, right? So you need a clear funnel where people will be going through from start to finish. So where does it start? Does it start on a freebie? Does it start on a quiz? Does it start on a piece of content to a freebie to the webinar to then like sales emails? What happens? So you really need to know what's going to happen that go that moves them to you offering them your product or course. Messaging for this type of launch needs to be slightly different because it's in a closed environment and it may happen faster than you normally would during a launch. I think during a live launch, the great thing is you can actually comment and drop hints about things that are literally happening in the real world. With emails for a funnel, you have to make sure that they are very evergreen, like they're timeless. But there has to be a sense of time, like a few more days. This is going to be open for a few more days or for the next 24 hours. But you just can't mention the springtime and this. you can't mention where what else is happening in the world outside of the funnel. There obviously are some more nuances, but like that's one of them, making things as evergreen as possible and still giving people that there is time passing. You will likely be sharing or letting people know about this course on a regular basis. So you might have ads running, you might be putting out content and then putting a link to your webinar wherever you are. You might be talking about the webinar. You might be putting out content that always directly sends people to the webinar or to the thing. You might have things on your website that point people directly to that thing. Everything you're doing. And it should be very clear and as many ways people can get to that webinar, especially if this is, by the way, I'm talking about this like this because this is why funnels, if you're just starting, aren't necessarily the best thing, but it is good to have a funnel set up as long as you're actually sending people through the funnel. Aha. Uh -huh. And there lies the problem because if you're not using ads and you don't have a really good ad strategy then you won't know if your funnel is even going to get people to go through it. I find that that is a challenge for beginners or people without a budget for ads when they're first starting. So if you're creating a funnel, make sure it's the only, like at the very beginning of your business or it's the first thing, only focus on getting people into that funnel. Don't focus on your service over there, that other service you offer. Don't focus on anything else at least for a good chunk of time like for a solid quarter just be sending people to the thing that starts the whole funnel off okay you can't have multiple offers if you have ads going then great ads can focus on getting people into those funnels and then maybe if you have a couple courses it's not such a big deal 
But I'm of the mind, let's just have as few things that we're selling as possible and we sell them well, okay? That we're sharing only a few things so that we're not confusing our audience about who we are and what we do. It doesn't mean you can't at some point do that, but I find that really to get that funnel some traction so you know it's even working, you really need to focus in on it, okay? And it really, sometimes it feels simple to set it up, but I find that the other thing that happens is the challenge is not getting people into the funnel as easily as we think we will. That's why I said we have to live launch our funnel in order for people to know it's even there and then keep continuously sending people, getting people into that funnel or finding collaborations with other people who are willing to do it and become affiliates. And then the other thing is actually reviewing the data and making changes that are necessary to make sure that the funnel is performing. Because if you've got a, already got a slow stream of people coming in, if you're just starting, that is, without any partners or anything, then you want to know how that small stream is actually performing. So it's really critical to look at that data. Tools, same as the above. But deadline funnel is definitely one that I'm not using it right now because I don't really have any funnels live. But <laughs> there will be at some point. But it is a solid tool, and I may go back to it this year if I need it. Number two, if you have a webinar or some sort of workshop, automated workshop series even, EverWebinar or some sort of other webinar platform like that, I've also seen people just use Zoom. The next thing that I would recommend if you have a funnel is ManyChat. ManyChat is something that we'll talk about in the next type of launch as well. but. ManyChat is really a great tool to automate people signing up for freebies. You can talk about your webinar, put webinar in the chat, and I'll send you a link to sign up for the webinar. So that's a great way to get more eyeballs on your webinar is have people sign up for it on social. And then the other ones that I put here really depends on your preference, but Airtable is great for tracking and creating like marketing dashboards. System Save Me, Jordan, check her out. She's got some, she's got some stuff related to this. And if she hasn't created it yet, I bet she will if you would ask her. Notion is another one that I really like. And Google Sheets, it's just a spreadsheet. So it works well for me. All right. So that's that. So finally, I'm seeing so many people sell this way. <laughs> this is the last one. I call it an instant launch, but it's just by social media. This one is literally on the rise. And I've had some interesting performance that I didn't expect all of January and this month, February as well. And basically, you're sending people directly to the sales page or checkout page, which is what I'm doing, especially if you build it out to look like a sales page or a mini sales page. And again, there's like a link in your profile. You're sending people via many chat or a link maybe on a story to your page so they can literally just buy it without any sort of emails, without any sort of anything. So again, I would say get everything in place like you would for an automated or funnel launch, but maybe you make just some short form content and send people directly to buy. Perhaps instead of that webinar, you do have a like a video on that sales or checkout page as well. A tour or an intro or a, hey, here's what's inside. 
sometimes people for a smaller product don't need a crazy big thing. They don't need a whole, hey, here's who I am. You're in the right place if they don't need all that. And the funnel will likely be your call to action in your reels, your posts online. And then that then goes straight to a freebie or to the offer itself. The direct approach may be better for a lower priced offer. That's what I found. And like I said, a tutorial or tour of the product might be better and faster to go from freebie, offer on the thank you page, follow up emails, from the freebie, sending them back to the offer a few times. So there could be a few emails in there, but it's not as drawn out. It's not like a five, six, or 10-day thing. It's a much faster way, and it could be a great way to test your offers, really. Tracking is important here. I haven't even dug into this for myself yet as much as I need to be, but because I've just been trying to get my whole posting kind of schedule down. But if you're sharing this call to action to watch the webinar, watch the workshop, check out this product, then you need to know, especially if you're sending people from different places, where you're sending people from. That's important. So again, let's just go through the tools really quick. ManyChat, very important. For a checkout slash sales page, you can use StanStore, which I haven't used myself, but I've heard it's great. SamCart, also I've used that in the past. Great, solid system. I think they even have a course kind of portal part to their product now. Thrivecart, that's what I currently use. And I want to go back to to talk about StanStore for a second. I think that it's unfortunate, but I do think some of the master resale rights people who are selling those courses are making, because when I see that in someone's profile now, I'm like, oh, they must sell that course. But it's not necessarily true. It's actually a really great platform and it's a great way to sell directly from social, but you can You don't need this if you've already got it all set up somewhere else. So if you've already got a funnel set up, you've done a live launch of something, you don't have to use StanStore. You can try it for sure. And this is something you can definitely experiment with on some of your offers. But it means adding another arm to your sales system where you might not need one. So think about that before you go down that road. All these three paths that we've just talked about have one thing in common, one main thing. And that is they all require still a clear plan to be successfully clear. Here's what we're doing. Here's how people come in. Here's when people, here's when we're going to make the offer. Here's how we're going to follow up on that offer. Here's when the doors close. And of course, there are nuances to all three. You start with the same emails. Like my advice is to start with the same emails, messaging, and sales processes once they hit a sales page. So if you've already got a process that you use for launching, use those same emails, use your same sales page, use your same checkout page, whatever for everything. Just start there, okay? You can definitely change things up if you realize that your emails have mentions of Christmas or another day where you were launching or something and just know that stuff can be changed. But start there. Start with just one of these options, right? And you can play around with tools that automate parts of your launch even if you're doing something live. Like ManyChat is something I'm going to keep using, no matter if I'm doing something live or not. And then ask yourself what the experience of your launch will be from other people's viewpoint. Like what are they going to see? What are they going to receive in their inbox? What are they going to be invited to? 
make sure you know that for each one of these paths, depending on what you choose to take. Like I said at the very beginning, you get to choose to do all of these, a mix of them, mix them up, or stick to one if it's working for you. Here's my prescription. And it might surprise you, actually. You might say, Leanne's going to say do a live launch. But it's not necessarily true because I think that everyone needs to have something that's completely automated. This is a great way to test your tools, your messaging, your sales page all the time. Plus, once, first of all, once that thing is set up, you can make it live anytime you want. And if you're creating content and sending people to these things, if you've watched or if you've listened to the episodes before this about content strategy for the year and you've mapped out your launches, you're going to know where you're sending people. And you're going to have more of a chance to make more sales. Like people need to see offers multiple times. So let's say people keep seeing your funnel, keep seeing you talk about that automated webinar. They may not purchase right away. But when you have that next live launch, they might have seen it enough times to be like, I want this. So either way, it's helping people solidify in their minds what you do. Next, plan one live promo or launch, whatever you want to call it, per quarter or two per year. I used to just do two live launches a year. That was it. And then in between, I would do other smaller promos. Plot out a few instant or quicker, more direct launches in between. And just know what you're going to do every month so you know what type of content you're going to create, you know what you're going to be talking about, you know what your focus is. And set up your funnel ASAP. Set up your automated funnel ASAP. It can be to something small that you have. It could be to your main offer. If you have one offer, set it up in a funnel and get that going. Let people know that it's there. Get that data machine running so that you can tell how things perform, and then schedule a few live launches of that same thing. Or you can make the funnel something that maybe is like the pre-offer, something that someone would need to know before they buy your main signature course. Okay, so decide what you're going to focus on, focus your content on, promoting, and that'll keep you centered. I'm going to make sure to put the links to the launch map, the launch map episode that we did at the beginning of the season, and also the content strategy episode as well. I have created that tools and gear list for you with the ones I've mentioned today. And remember that, yes, there's a fancy setup in all cases, but I'm just going to give you the bare bones because that's really what most people only need. That's, that's all you need. All right, click that link below and you'll be able to grab that list. Now, before I let you go today, I want to remind you about my upcoming live workshop. I know I don't have a link to send you to, but I want to make sure that you know that I'm going to be going into more detail on the three launch types we covered in today's episode. And I want to really help you choose or at least get an idea of which system you're going to build out first. I'm going to also be providing all the details of an upcoming fast mastermind, my fearless and focused fast mastermind happening for two weeks in the middle of March. All you have to do is hit reply or click a link down below in the show notes and put, say, put me on that list and I don't want to forget. Or you can just stay tuned because I'll be sending out an email to the list this weekend where I'll be 
giving you the official invite so you can pop your info in and attend live. Remember, this is a completely free workshop. I just want to go into more detail on what we've covered today and also invite you to a fun mastermind week where we're going to be implementing, doing a lot of the work and continuing moving forward and making progress. Thanks again for listening to the podcast. We will be back next week, next Thursday. Yeah, I know we weren't Thursday this week. Things kind of got out of hand over here in Anland, but we will be back next week, Thursday, and you can count on that. I'll talk to you later. Bye.